Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner, the podcast where we delve into the latest news through a conservative lens. In each episode, Little Joe sifts through the top headlines and news articles, offering insightful commentary and analysis from a right-leaning perspective. Whether it's politics, culture, or current events, this show explores the issues that matter most to conservative listeners. Get ready ready. to cut through the noise and get to the heart of what's really going on in the world today. Let's get started. Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner. So for people to come at me and say that I made those comments because I'm a racist, like first of all, black people can't be racist, but like that's the farthest thing from my mind. Like I grew up in a very small West Texas town, predominantly white. My best childhood friend is white, winter predominantly white. College, won a national championship, pretty much everyone on the team was white. Like, we're sisters to this day. Like, like that's not a part of my DNA. Um, I have, like, no issues with Caitlyn. Her breaking the record, I think, obviously, is a tremendous accomplishment. Um, but I, I think what Caitlyn has done for not just college basketball, but for women's basketball, period, I think has been great. The following, people watching the game, sellouts that we haven't seen ever. All right, welcome back on this Thursday. Glad everybody's back. Let's do it again. Uh, I, you know, I got to tell you, I don't normally get into the whole sports thing. You know that I'm kind of anti, I'm not anti-sports, but I don't really pay much attention to sports anymore ever since sports got extremely political. Because there, there's, to me, there's no point in watching sports if I got to listen to politics or I got to watch people be disrespectful towards a country. I don't, I don't uh, see the point and purpose behind it. It's no longer entertainment. Then it's just another form of irritation. So for me, it doesn't make sense. Um, who you were just listening to is, um, is uh, Cheryl Swoops. Uh, she's an ex-WNBA player. And she was taking cheap shots at this girl, Caitlin Clark, uh, for some of the records that she had broken. She broke one of Swoop's records. Um, and a lot of people online are saying that she's taking the cheap shots at this young lady because she is white. So she's getting a lot of backlash for it. For example, um, as far as points scoring, she, she smashed Swoop's record, her 1993 record. To address what Swoop's is saying, anybody can be racist. Anybody. I mean, it doesn't, it, this, it's not exclusive to white people. Sorry. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Anybody can be racist. You can be Asian and be racist. You could be white and be racist. You could be black and be racist. You could be Hispanic and be racist. You could be Indian and be racist. Anybody can be racist. So for her to make such a stupid statement saying that because she's black, black people can't be racist, she's obviously full of crap. She's, she's not educated on the topic and has no idea what the hell she's talking about. Because she's, if, you, if you're going to make a racist comment and you're going to act racist, then you're a racist no matter what color you are. I also like the little, the little tidbit that she threw in there. You ever, you ever, <laughs> you're going to like this. You ever uh, accuse a white person of being racist or have you ever watched like a white liberal or somebody be accused of being racist. Because me, I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm not racist, so I could care. You can say whatever you want about me. I mean, big white guy with a beard, bald-headed. I mean, chances are you're probably going to call out a race card on me, even if you know me or don't know me. 
Uh, that being said, yeah, I could care less. But it's, I, I do find it entertaining when you call like a white liberal a racist. The first thing that they do is try to tell you the amount of black people that are their friends. <laughs> it, it's, it's the funniest thing in the world to watch. It's like they got to prove to you they're not racist by telling you, I got like 26 black friends. There was a black guy in my house not two days ago. Like, uh, okay. And what, what, what does that prove to me? Like, I could care less. No, but she just did the same thing. She, she literally did the same thing because she's being called a racist. She's like, well, you know how many white friends I grew up? I, I grew up in a white area with white friends and white sisters and, and white everything. <laughs> and that's her way of trying to prove that she's not racist. It's kind of funny to listen to it in the other direction because normally it's a one-way deal here. Normally it's you get a liberal over there and they're saying what they got to say about that and it's, it, it's the way it is. Uh, but for me anyways... I thought it was kind of, kind of funny when the first time I listened to it. I'm like, get a load of this lady. You're doing the same thing in reverse, man. Now you're like, look, I got all my white friends. I got, I got white. My best friend growing up was white. <laughs> yeah, what a shame. I guess so we know who the real racist is, huh? Hey, you're trying to prove to everybody you're not racist just by claiming uh, that you know white people and have white friends and that makes you not racist. <laughs> If you know all white liberals, most white liberals are racist against other whites anyways. So what would it matter? <laughs> oh, sometimes it's just good, man. It's just good. You know, these, it's stupid. That's why it's all just so dumb. That's why I thought this one was kind of funny. You know, if you really look at the way she's trying to present it to you, it's, it's entertaining to watch. It's to watch her squirm and try to worm her way out of it. She didn't like, at the end of the day, she didn't like the fact that this girl is doing so well that this young white college girl is doing so well in the sport. She's beating so many records and she's beating swoops records and she didn't like that. So she's trying to take cheap shots at her any way that she can to knock this young lady's achievements. It's just, it's just entertaining as hell. <laughs> it's entertaining. And then she's squirming. I know a lot of white people. I, I got white friends everywhere. I know everybody. All the white people love me. <laughs> Also dumb. All right. Since 1985, a certain little cocaine head has been running around in the Senate or running around in Congress. He served quite a long time. Cocaine Mitch. I still love that nickname that Donald Trump gave him. It was, it was great. Anyways, Cocaine Mitch did announce yesterday that he will be finally relinquishing his power at the age of 82 years old, saying it's time for a new class, a new era of Republicans to take the lead. Um, I think that that time has long passed. Uh, not to mention, he's not leaving right away. He's going to wait until November, and then he'll bow out when new leadership is picked, and he'll serve till January. But why wait till January? See, I'm, I'm of the opinion that if you're ready to go, go. Because believe me, you're not wanted there. Yeah, I don't think there's too many people that, that really like Mitch McConnell these days. Yeah, maybe they did one time in the past, but I would say uh, currently, other than maybe the people in his state, I don't know. Uh, but there's not a lot of people real fond of Mitch McConnell. So I think the best thing for him to do would be if you have announced that you're going to resign and you're going to relinquish your power, then get out. Get out, go home, and he said he's going to serve out his term until 2027, which would put him at 85 years old in his home state there. But, uh, I mean, you know, go do that, I guess. 
You know, not to mention, he should have been out a long time ago. When a man was standing up there in front of the people in the press and being asked questions and literally freezing, not saying a word, just freezing and staring into the abyss. I mean, all of us were kind of taken back by that. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, when I saw that, I was like, wow, this guy's got to step down like ASAP, like immediately, because there's obviously something going on there. But he didn't. And it wasn't one time, it was multiple times. And then besides that, I don't know, thing goes, things go so fast. But besides that, how many times did he show up out of the blue with like bruises, unexplained bruises on him? He was hospitalized for falling and hurting himself. I mean, I mean, what the hell is happening here? You know what's happening here is he's 82 years old. That's what's happening here. He's an old man. He shouldn't be doing what he's doing. He shouldn't be getting up every day and going into Congress. You know, I hope at 82 years old, the extent of what I feel like doing is, uh, our extent of what I have to do is maybe get out, ride my tractor, cut my grass, you know, maybe do a little bit of gardening, and then when I'm tired from that, go back inside and take a shower and sit down and have some, some lunch at that time with my wife, and then piddle around the house if I want to, tinker with the old cars if I want to, or just sit in front of the TV and watch cartoons. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sounds like a great way to retire to me. I mean, I, I, I don't see why you're doing this at 82 years old. What, what left do you have to prove? I hope you're not still working on your career because uh, <laughs> uh, you're 82. Okay, your career is, uh, uh, how much more you got, buddy? What, you, you thinking you're going another 30 years? Because I highly doubt it. Okay, so I, I think that at this point, why be there? You know, this is why a lot of people are, you know, they're for, uh, you know, age limits and time out. They're, they're for that. I'm for term limits for sure. I think that after you serve a certain amount of terms, I think anybody, it's time to rotate out and put some new leadership in there. These people get way too comfortable up in Washington, and that's how they become part of the problem and not part of the solution. Like you have... Like anything else, you can serve two years as this, four years as that, six years as this. Maybe you can keep jumping positions and make it 20 years in Congress, but then you're going to get to a point where unless you're the President of the United States, you have been termed out. I see no problem with that. As far as age goes, it's a little more touchy because some people stay very sharp. I, I, th I, don't, I don't know if I've, I've said this before, and I may have, but uh, years ago when I was in my early 20s, I had a lawn company. And uh, I worked for an old man, and this is just a side story. I worked for an old man, and he had a, a really nice home in Coral Gables. And um, he had a really big yard and, and obviously did very, very well for himself uh, just because of the size house he had, where the house is located, even if he had bought it in years past. Um, and we'd, we would do some, like, real high-end gardening for him there, and I'd go spend hours uh, at this place tailoring his yard to his likings. And uh, I never ask, obviously he's a client, I'm not going to ask the guy how old he is, um, but he would go out in the morning and we'd be working and he'd come back and, and I'd see him and he was like in his little jogging suit and then he'd come back out in a suit and tie and he'd head back out and come back in. And so I got to talking with him a little more than, a little, little friendlier than client, you know, just client and worker deal. And uh Anyways, I started talking to him, and you know, I asked him what he did for a living, and he explained the kind of industry that he was in, and I was like, oh, that's pretty unique. Um, and uh, I said, hey, man, how long have you been doing that? And he's like, well, I built it up, and my son's taking over now because I'm the president, so I got him taking over. And I'm like, all right, that's awesome, you know, to pass it on to your kids and everything. And uh, 
he said, well, it's, it's getting time. I got to slow down a little bit. I, I've been, I'm, I'm always on the go, 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 go. And it's just getting to that time where, you know, I, I think I just need to do the things I like more, play a little more tennis, you know, go swimming a little more and stuff. And I was like, yeah, excellent. You know, I, I love it. I love when I love seeing older people that get the opportunity to retire. I really do. You know, I don't want to see them bagging at Publix. I don't want to see them working as cashiers because they got to pay for their medications. I, you know, I'm the kind of person that it brings me joy to know that they're just taking it easy. They've done enough. They've worked hard enough. And let them take it easy for a while. So anyways, he gets around to it and he goes, well, you got to retire at some time. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and then he goes, he goes, at my age, I probably should have retired a long time ago. And, uh, and I was just smiling at him. He said, uh, my birthday's next week. I'll be 93. And I mean, when I'm telling you my jaw hit the floor, he even started laughing by the way my face looked. You want to talk about somebody that was 93 that was just as sharp as sharp can be and physically. I'm telling you, the guy's over there playing tennis. He's running around. He goes to the gym. I mean, this guy's in amazing shape at 93. And I looked at that guy and go, man, that's who I want to be at 93. Oh my God, that, that's what I, so uh, the point of this is the age is a number depending on the person. We all deteriorate over time. Time, you know, it comes for everyone, but there, some people go quicker than others. Some people, you know, you, you turn into that old man, you tell your little stories and you, you tell the same story 600 times. And yes, we've heard that story already, Joe. Thank you. Shut it, please. Yeah, <laughs> you get to that phase. And not that you're crazy or anything. You just get to your old man status. There's nothing wrong with it. God bless you. You lived long enough. You're blessed that you lived that long. But to be in Congress making decisions that impact 330 million people, that's a problem. You should not be there. McConnell freezing up, falling, having these problems should not have been there for a long time. And if he's willing to go and he's ready to go, then I think it's time that somebody puts a boot right in his keister and gets him out of there. Like, you ready to go? Yeah, you want to go? Yeah, get that. Get out. Hit it. Hit it. Hit the bricks, buddy. Go. Go back to your state. Stay there. Don't come back here. We'll handle it from here. We got plenty of people that can take your spot. You know, I'm, uh, I personally... There's a few decent people in the Senate that I could see being a leader there that we may actually be able to get something done, that may actually have the, the stones that it takes to stand up to Chucky Schumer and the rest of them and go toe-to-toe with them, and we could actually get some real stuff moving. So if Mitch McConnell's ready to go, got to be honest with you, I think he should go. And that wraps up another episode of Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Thank you for tuning in and joining the conversation. Don't forget to subscribe to stay updated on all our latest episodes. And join us next time as we continue to explore the issues that shape our world. Until then, stay informed and stay engaged.